I promised you productivity hacks and I'm going to give you productivity hacks, but not without a large dose of mindset thoughts on the side. Join me for part two of my two-week, two-part mini-series about productivity. Learn ways to up your productivity game and be super kind to yourself in the process. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes, and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and welcome to today's episode which is part two of the two-part series. I am running a very mini mini series all about productivity and busting through some of the myths as I did in the last episode before today giving you some productivity hacks and tips. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. It will be the week before this one is dropping and it's going to really enhance your understanding of today's episode. And I also, from my position as mindset first, really do believe that the first episode and the content and the information we discuss in that episode needs to be heard before you can move on to today's episode, which is about some of those really useful hacks and tips that I can share with you. So please do go back and listen to that episode. I hope you really enjoy it. And let's get on with today's show. If you've done that and you're ready for it, I am ready for you. So if we just do a very quick recap of last week's episode, I bust through some of the myths around productivity and specifically around time and our relationship with time. I also talked about productivity being hugely influenced by mindset and energy. And 
Beyond that, I talked about the importance of accountability in terms of meeting your productivity targets. So that's working with a coach, talking to a business bestie, speaking out your plans so that you make sure that they come to fruition. But in today's episode, I'm going to be taking this on a step further into sharing with you some of my most personal elements of productivity. And that really is key too. Productivity is hugely personal. It's even personal for you within the same day. At one point in one day, one hour, you will be feeling and producing differently than you will be at another time. And for certain types of your work, you might find that one productivity hack really works and really helps. Whereas for other elements of your work, it doesn't at all. And you have to adjust with your needs at that time. And as I talked about on the last episode, recognising and being okay with our own natural ebb and flow, our waxing and waning of productivity is really fundamental because when we move away from that level of understanding with ourselves that we're not going to have this perfect productivity hamster wheel going on all the time, we enable ourselves to feel better about what it is we're producing and how we're producing it, how quickly, how slowly and how contented we are with that progress. So this episode has a strange title. It's called It's Not About Productivity Hacks, But Here Are Mine. Well, why have I got this slightly strange relationship with giving you productivity hacks? It's because I strongly believe that the bigger picture goes way beyond productivity hacks and tools. I really believe that if you're not in the right place to take on board productivity hacks, if you have some major mindset gremlins to work through first, if you need to complete a self-identity shift in terms of the way you view yourself and how you are as an empowered CEO, then before that is done, you are not going to be able to become suddenly magically more productive. There's no magic wand. There's no immediate solution without first checking in with yourself, realizing why it is that you're finding productivity difficult, maybe why you're procrastinating. And I've talked at length about procrastination on other episodes of the podcast, but clearly that is a key indicator that something else is going on with your mindset. If you want to talk to me about that, if you're really grappling with productivity, you're worried that your business is not going in the direction that you want it to go in because of procrastination, because of stories you're telling yourself around the tasks that you need to do, because you're holding off on the things that are vital, but something is keeping you from being that most productive version of yourself, then do get in touch for a self-sabotage breakthrough call. You can click on the link in the show notes or type in bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call. And I would absolutely love to talk to you and work through those issues. So yes, what lies beneath productivity issues is often nothing to do with the tools or the hacks you're using or not using, but it can be to do with low self-belief, critical inner voice that is absolutely causing you issues at every step of your productivity journey. It can also be to do with overwhelm, with the need to delegate certain tasks and with the need to work 
more and more in your zone of genius, that progressive mindset piece that I've talked about before, where we focus on our strengths and we outsource wherever possible those tasks that drain us, that remove our energy from that good space of being able to get things done. And of course, there are lots of other resources within the podcast archives that can really help you up your productivity. I am talking about it specifically in this mini series, but it really does get impacted by all of the other mindset gremlins. So feel free to dig through the archives, try the boundaries episode, the self-care episodes, and really think about how that rest piece and that boundaries piece of saying yes and no feeds into your productivity means that you are getting the best out of that energy because we don't have unlimited energy. We can certainly replenish it and we can certainly refresh it, but in any given 24 hours, we have to choose where that energy goes. So drawing in that self-care, drawing in those boundaries really helps us pinpoint how best to utilize the resources that we have. So all that being said, let's talk about my productivity hacks. And I'm going to talk about a couple today. Some of them are tech related. Some of them are more mindset related productivity ideas. And some of them are a bit more old fashioned, maybe a bit more handwritten. And I'll talk to you about that with a little bit of information later on. So first of all, in terms of a good, solid productivity hack when the real crunch is coming for you, when you've got huge deadlines, but also this can be used in general life. Something I find the most effective, and I used it a lot personally in the pandemic, I've recommended it to clients who are really grappling with heavy, quick turnaround projects, is time blocking. This is so simple. And if you just put the words time blocking into Google images, you'll come up with a whole visual way of understanding how this works and it will look familiar to you. If you imagine a calendar, like when you were maybe in a corporate job, that blocked out your meetings and it literally spaces them into the day with a kind of vertical list of times and these blocks for each meeting. That's how time blocking works, except you don't do it just with meetings. When I time block, I pop my client sessions in and my other meetings if I'm guesting on a podcast, if I'm doing some kind of workshop or training. And then in between times, I also consider those as blocks. I don't only put in the times that are taking me away from developing my business because when I'm serving my clients, it's brilliant. It's why I'm here, but it's not also developing my business and pushing it forward. And instead, I put in blocks for me. And each block, I usually use hour long blocks, but you can use 45 minutes, you can use an hour and a half for your blocks. But I put in an hour and I put exactly what I want to do. What's really good about this is it's visual and it reminds me to place my self-care front and centre, to remember where my lunch is going to be and to think about where my exercise is going to fit in. You can't escape it when you see it laid out like that. And when I look at something that looks too busy, then I try and shift things around or move things, but I don't let go of the very activities that are going to allow me to increase my energy in the long term. So that's the rest, the exercise, the food and the nourishment. The reason I think time blocking is so effective is because of the message you send yourself that you're going to be intentional with your time. 
And I find this incredibly helpful for myself, but also it's something which has worked really well for my clients. It also expresses to you where you are overdoing it. It can make it quite clear quite quickly that you're not going to get all this done. So it can keep your expectations in line. And expectations around productivity, as I touched on in the last episode, are really important because we can have incredibly unrealistic expectations. We can think that we're going to sit at our desk and power through. I really don't like that term, actually, powering through, because it sounds like we're going to have to go through pain to get there. But we think we're going to power through and get 20, 30, 40 things done. And then in reality, we might only get four or five things done, and three of those might not have been on our list. And we can end up then with a negative self-talk, with feeling bad, with worrying that we're not quite there with what we're trying to achieve. So three cheers for time blocking, especially when you're at a crunch point. But more generally, it's a really good message to send to yourself that your work matters, you matter, and that you are just as important as a more external meeting that might be dropped in your calendar by somebody else. And of course, time blocking works whether you're working from a paper-based diary or a Google calendar, Apple calendar, etc. Another slightly more mindset related tip that I really recommend for productivity and for maximizing your time in a way that's really healthy and really sustainable is habit stacking, which I've talked about in the context of mindset habit stacking on a previous episode, which is worth revisiting. And you will find that on episode 29, which was the 10th of March, how to transform your business with mindset habit stacking. But the idea of habit stacking, which is talked about in James Clear's excellent book, Atomic Habits, is much wider than just mindset habit stacking. So you can use this to create habits for all sorts of things in your life. And in terms of your business and your productivity, this is a really good way of killing two birds with one stone and getting things to become more habitual and to become more reflexive because you attach something to an activity that you're already habitually doing. So for example, if you really struggle to sort out your accounts at the end of the year, you can use habit stacking to attach that to something else which you do with ease. So maybe you always close your laptop lid. Perhaps you always close that at the end of a working session. You could have a note on top of your laptop that says, have you written down any income, any outgoings, any expenses for today, do it now, like a reminder. And by getting used to attaching it to something you already do by doing that three or four times, by making that something that has a daily regularity, you will find that it becomes something you don't have to think about, something that is off your plate, but you are making a small stride in the right direction every day. And there are so many ways that you can habit stack and really improve your productivity, improve your ability to take those tasks off your plate that you really struggle with and that you leave and you procrastinate on. Once you attach those to something you're already doing, then you will feel better about it. Let's take a change of tack in terms of the productivity hacks that I find really work for me. And remembering with this whole episode that I'm talking about the hacks that work for me, and they will differ from person to person. But two pieces of technology really help me. The first is Google Docs. It is amazing. It is a game changer. 
It was quite scary. I think it was some point last year, maybe November, when Google Docs just randomly went down, but that's only happened to me once. And all the other times, it's been awesome. And it did come back, thankfully, and everything was completely fine. I just couldn't access my Google Docs for a while. Google Docs are amazing because they don't require saving. They don't require you to have them on the device that you're using at any given time. You can jump between your phone, your laptop, your tablet, and you can read and add things on the go. Now, I find this really helpful because my life is often not a completely tidy nine to five sit at my desk way of living and working. And being able to make changes to documents to drop something down when I'm on a walk maybe and have a sudden burst of inspiration to correct things when I don't have the same device at hand that I wrote something on is really, really helpful. So I have found Google Docs amazing. The other great thing about Google Docs is they're super easy to share with others. So if you're collaborating on something, you can both be in there editing at the same time. You can leave each other comments and they just are really, really brilliant. I am sure that there are listeners who have known about Google Docs for years and I am teaching my grandmother to suck eggs here. But for me, I only really got into them in the past year and I found them really fantastic. So much better than using Office or using other forms of word processing where it's just static. You can also create spreadsheets in Google Sheets. You can create presentations, although I generally tend to use Canva for my presentations because I find it so user-friendly. But overall, Google Docs are a brilliant productivity tool in terms of having everything at your fingertips when you want and need it. So another tool that I find really brilliant, and again, this is a pure tech tool. This is, as far as I know, only available on your desktop. Please correct me, anyone, if I'm wrong with that. And there's actually some snazzy way of doing it on your phone, but is called Trello. And again, I am probably teaching some of my more organized and productive focused listeners to suck eggs. But the Trello boards that you can create are so incredibly useful. They really are so helpful. Even when using them in their most simplest format, which I'm sure I do, they really act as a living, breathing to-do list. You can put things in different categories of prioritization and you can move things around seamlessly. So I have, for example, a list of podcast episodes that I want to create and a second list where I move the ones I've created into a done pile so I can remember the ones I'm going to publish, that I'm going to be talking about in my social media content planning and so on. They are super easy. You can also create delegation lists, you can share it with your team, and you can do this in a really, really easy to use format. So Trello is absolutely brilliant. I have no affiliation with Trello or Google Docs, but I just find these tools incredibly helpful for me personally, and they speed up my day for sure. So the next tool I wanted to talk to you about is different. It's not connected to tech, but it is connected to, for me, handwriting. And for you, it might involve typing. And that is when you're feeling overwhelmed, vomit writing is your friend. And I know that sounds incredibly unpleasant, but it's a a term that I've heard of during my positive psychology training and have found it useful for so many different reasons. 
If you are feeling overwhelmed, like your to-do list is never ending and you're not a naturally organizationally focused person, maybe you're super creative, maybe you just haven't had chance to brainstorm the things that you need to do and really drop those ideas and tasks out of your brain and into some more usable format, then vomit writing is great. Writing down, and this can be in paragraphs or in bullet points, a stream of consciousness list of all the things that that are on your mind, all the tasks that you need to do, and just letting it flow out as naturally as possible with no filter and with no attempt to organise. Once you have done that, for a start, you can end up feeling a bit like a weight has been lifted off you because once we label and recognize and notice things, they start to lose their power over us in some way and feel like something we can begin to tackle. Once you've done that, you can then start to organize what it is that you need to do and create a master list, a master to-do list from your vomit writing. So it might be that you put everything into different categories. Some are maybe to do with home, some are to do with business, some are to do with subsections of your business. And once you've done that, you can prioritize which of those is most important. Something that I recommend to clients is that they really consider their most important task in a given day or their three most important tasks rather than having an endless to-do list. But to get to that point, we often need to sift through all of the conflicting ideas and pressures that we have in our mind. So vomit writing can be really useful. For me, this will be done with handwriting, but you can absolutely do this by typing it. If you're a quick typer, I have some clients who've done this through speaking it into a voice app and then transcribing it so that they can deal with it once it's out of their head. So I really recommend this as a tool for clearing your mindset and creating really important, really prioritized to-do lists rather than just struggling under the weight of so much expectation of what you need to do. Now, I've talked in this episode about tech and I've also mentioned a couple of times that I like to handwrite. Now, this may or may not be relevant to you, but if you are like me and you enjoy handwriting, there is one final productivity tip that I want to share with you. And I would just like to say I have no affiliation with the product or products I'm about to mention. Sadly, I have not been receiving these for free. That would be amazing because they're not the cheapest. But it's something that I wanted to share with you because I've been using a product, which I'm about to name, and I found it absolutely brilliant in terms of my productivity. So the products I'm talking about are e-ink notepads, and the one that I have particularly is also an e-reader, like a Kindle. Um, And what's amazing about it is that you can use your handwriting And I really find handwriting a great way of processing ideas, of being creative. Every single podcast that I create has been handwritten, usually on a scrap of paper or in a notebook. And I also have a notebook addiction. That's another episode. Um, But I always find that that makes me my most creative when I'm handwriting. And I really process and think in a slightly different way when I am doing things by hand. So this is great but it's not very organized. It means my desk is usually covered in loads of paper. It means that sometimes it can take me a while to find the page in the notebook with the message or the thought or the quote I want to pull out. I have moved everything across to the Onyx Books Note Air. There's another amazing one called the Remarkable Two, and there's another series of these e-ink 
notebooks available. I chose this one because it had everything I needed and it was also an e-reader, which I was, I was looking for. And it absolutely turned my productivity onto another level because I'm able to scribble notes. I'm able to find them again. Everything is ordered and filed and has headings, but I get to use a lovely stylus, which I'm holding in my hand right now. I get to have that brain juice flowing when I'm doing things by hand. And for me, this is invaluable. It's a real molding together of technology and the handwritten brain work that I like to do. So I wanted to mention that as a final tip, if you're anything like me, these e-ink notepads are really worth looking at. They are not the cheapest, but for me, the investment has 100% been worthwhile. So I am going to leave this episode about productivity hacks there, and I hope you found it really useful. If I can leave you with one sneaky mindset suggestion before I wrap up today's episode, it would be this. Do not get stuck in trying to be a productivity perfectionist. Be able to understand that no matter what hacks you're using, the most important thing is the self-compassion, that we have ebbs and flows to our productivity, that we are not sausage machines, as I mentioned before, that we are not a computer, we are not a conveyor belt of activity. Some days we will be absolutely amazing and we'll feel like machines, but other days we'll just be human and we'll have other things going on. So I hope this message is loud and clear. These were my productivity hack suggestions. They'll be different for everyone listening, but I hope it's inspires you with ideas for your own productivity and also comforts you that no one is a productivity queen or king all the time and that's okay. Take care, have an amazing week ahead and I look forward to being back here next week same time with another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Bye for now. 